Rapids. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good morning and welcome to Saratoga Today. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz, along with my good friend and co-host, Charlie Freeman, is here this morning. Charlie, how are you doing today? Good. Excited to get after a bright and early. I know with Ben and Booze, we're normally used to be in the late night. Young kids used to have forever crew, so it's fun to get up early for once and do this. Yeah, you can you can handle it. You got to get ready for school, you know, not too long from now. Same with me next month. Uh, listen, Charlie, thanks for joining us today. The uh, Again, for everyone's watching, please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Hit that notification bell so that you know when new content will arise. And also smash, I mean smash that like button. That will send the YouTube algorithm to this channel. You can follow me on Twitter at hkravitz. You can see on Charlie's name tag at the bottom of his screen at cfree316. You can also listen to this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor. We have fantastic regular power picks. Look below the video player for our regular power picks, which covers two tracks every Saturday only. But then, of course, Charlie, we also have our Saratoga Saratoga only power picks, which yours truly over there uh, wrote this week. I wrote for today, excuse me, just sent it out this morning. Very good detailed analysis. A little bit tricky, Charlie, is everything is off the turf as of now except for the stake race, race nine. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I was kind of expecting. Um, when I was certainly making my picks, this makes it a little bit easier. Uh, as you know, you kind of look through a lot of the races, and some of them have also entries or main track onlys or, you know, at least some horses with dirt experience. But in the featured race, it's all strictly turf horses. So that was one where I was – if I could pick one race, I was hoping it's that because otherwise it was going to be utter chaos in terms of, you know, who would scratch, who wouldn't, and who you could expect to perform well and who wouldn't. Yeah, this is not expected. They got they got a pretty good thunderstorm around three or four in the morning. I was actually um, a big Weather Channel watcher. Uh, there's a front that has not moved through yet. It's actually going to be sunny for quite a while. They might get lucky without the rain. We'll see. But there's a front that's moving through tomorrow and Sunday. Charlie looks really good in the Northeast. So for Haskell Day at Monmouth and for Saratoga Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be clear. I'm assuming tomorrow's races at Saratoga will be mainly on the turf, uh, depending on how much rain they get this afternoon. We'll see. Uh, great card. Let's jump right in to the late pick five. Again, we're covering the late pick five on our morning Saratoga Today shows, unless we cover the late pick five on our Wednesday night or Thursday night shows. This week, we covered Del Mar and Monmouth on our night shows. Therefore, we're covering the late pick five uh, this morning. And Charlie, as usual, it's not easy. A lot of really interesting horses to go through. So let's just jump in right now as I go ahead and show the Equibase entries here. We'll talk about scratches and changes. And just to let everyone know, I have uh, Andy. Well, I didn't want to do that. Sorry about that. I have Andy. Uh, me, this is really what I wanted to do. I didn't want to show his Twitter handle. Sorry about that. So I have Andy Serling's Twitter handle on the other screen, as you guys are, just saw. Uh, if anyone finds out, scratches usually come in about this time, Charlie, which is why we backed up or we pushed up the, um, actually pushed forward the Saratoga Today morning show to 10.30 a.m. Eastern. So if anyone out there, if scratches come in as we're talking, please let us know. I'm going to try to check it as much as possible. Uh, we do know that they are off the turf for 6 and 10 
race nine, the Lake George still on the turf. Let me go through here and I'll put the banners on the screen for our picks as well, Charlie. Let me get to that right now. There we go. You see our picks on the bottom of the screen and we're guessing, ladies and gentlemen, we do, the scratches are not in yet. We are guessing who is in and who is out as of right now. Here is Here are the entries you can see. It's a field of 10 in the main body. Then there are also a bunch of also eligibles. And Charlie, I would guess that all these also eligibles or actually not all of them, but a lot of them will be in. They're not main track only. The only main track only is the 14. So I'm sure the, or excuse me, the 13. So I'm sure the 13 is going to be in. The 1A will most likely be in. I think the 11 could be in for Pletcher also, Charlie. We'll see. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, Clever Thought's an important one to watch simply because of the fact that while you see a lot of turf efforts, the horse did debut on the all-weather at Gulfstream and had a very nice effort. Uh, so certainly one that could uh, uh, come onto the service for sure. And, uh, yeah, I saw Michael just uh, point out that, yeah, it is off the turf because I did originally love the nine in this race too. But with it being to the dirt, that obviously switches things uh, majorly, especially for the eight-horse O-Captain, who I see we both have on top as well at eight to one, which I think if this is on the dirt, which it seems all but likely it will be confirmed, well, you will not get anywhere near eight to one on this horse on dirt. Yeah, well, before we get into the uh, horses here, just real quick, Charlie, we're not going to have a lot of time to talk about the people in the chat uh, because we want to get through the horses, but I want to recognize Sean Prince. Sean, I have not seen your name. Thanks for joining the show. This is the most wonderful time of the year at the, I think he meant spa, but yes, I would agree with you. We've got Katie's here. Blazing Sevens is running today, Charlie, earlier in the card in a small field in the Curlin. Uh, we have Joseph is here. Joseph uh, Lallison. Uh, cheers, ladies and gentlemen. What's up? Uh, yes, Michael Austin, they are off the turf except for race nine. Jim Pilars, our good friend Charlie from Buffalo, says the track is listed as muddy. It will dry out, though, during the day. They're not supposed to get rain until a little bit later now. Um, so that's tricky, right, Charlie, when you got a drying surface. it's It could be very tiring. It's just it's tricky to handicap. Uh, I almost prefer just sloppy as opposed to a track that's drying out and changing throughout the day. Yeah, completely. I'd rather honestly either just have it be the regular dirt races on dirt and turf on turf because the weather's perfect or just go full on brutal conditions, rain, make it sloppy and just, you know, <laughs> have it on the other ends of the spectrum. It is tough when you get into that in-between area and you don't really know what to make of it for sure. Uh, we're both going to, oh, Captain, we are not getting 8-1, to one, Charlie. You mentioned that on the no. power picks. There's no way we're getting 8-1 to one based on scratches. I really liked this horse quite a bit uh, last year. I was a fan of him. I thought he was a nice closer. Uh, he is the probably, I guess, obvious choice uh, as it switched to dirt. I will say also, Charlie, this is going to be a mile and a quarter. This race is a mile and a quarter uh, on the dirt, just to let everyone know. More distance, the better for old captain, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, as, again, you mentioned I kind of touched on in the picks. So I won't go too much into uh, spoiling it. But, yeah, for this horse, I certainly think, you know, obviously you see last time out. I think old captain does prefer to sit more off the pace. Uh, if you, for those of you watching, if you choose to watch this replay at some point, you can kind of see, uh, oh, Captain, he kind of chose to press up too much right behind the leader, who then kind of wouldn't go away. Oh, Captain kind of ran out of energy late, and uh, ultimately he couldn't hold up. But I think if uh, Tyler Gaffer, and I think Tyler will do a good job at this, can kind of keep him sitting a little farther back and more of a stalking trip, that the distance won't be a problem at all. And this should set up, this race should set up nicely. And you also can see he kind of ran in, these kind of conditions last time out. So it also shouldn't be too much of an adjustment for O'Captain, which is a big thing for me as well. 
He is a little pace dependent. That's my only concern, but I think he classes over this field. If he runs his best, I think Tyler G will have him close enough and he'll just come over the top. Uh, This is the great thing about our wonderful viewers, Charlie. Nathan Kaczynski said scratches are in, and I don't want to keep flipping back with the screens. So again, if our, if, uh, and Charlie, if you, I know it's not easy to multitask. If you can see scratches as we go through the race or our wonderful viewers can type in scratches uh, for the particular race we're talking about, that'd be very helpful, everyone. Charlie, you're going with the 11 as our second choice, and the scratches are in is the, I don't know if you have the scratches there. Uh, if you go to Andy Serling's uh, Twitter, let me, let me actually, let me just do that as well. I'll put us off screen. Let me see if he has tweeted that out yet. Usually he tweets out right away. Okay, he hasn't tweeted out yet, but I'm sure he will. Um, Charlie, we'll just go ahead and keep talking. Don't don't keep bothering. We'll we'll get people. Um, people will will inform us here. If the eleven is in, uh, what do you like about the eleven? This is Pletcher. Clever thought. Yeah, so I mean, I think clever thoughts are very talented horse. You look from a consistency standpoint with the figures. Um, and again, yeah, as I kind of started to touch on when we were talking about who would scratch and who wouldn't for the also eligibles. The real thing that stood out to me is, again, for a race where obviously because it was meant for the turf, there aren't many horses with any dirt experience or success on the dirt. And again, this horse on the day on its debut, uh, he ran a very solid third by just one length. I also like I ran on the horse because they have consistency together. And if you look at who this horse ran against, I mean, Turf King is a tremendous horse. So to lose by to that horse by just a length on debut certainly speaks to the class and ability of this horse. And again, like I said, for a horse that at least has some experience that's not on the turf and at least from a figure's perspective, shows that it doesn't really matter thus far in this horse's career which surface the horse runs on. I think Clever Thought could be a very interesting horse. Uh, and I think you could honestly get better than that three-to-one price as well. Well, not only that, Charlie, you get you see the 428 Wet Tomlinson number on the top, right? This horse is by Quality Road out of a ghost zapper mare. So in theory, wet dirt or dirt in general will not be a problem. We'll see. Um, I was interested in the 13. You've got that one third. Uh, Costa Terra, I don't think this one is as classy as O'Captain. I mean, it looks a little bit slower, but this is a dirt horse. And again, when you have horses that are meant for turf that are on dirt, usually I downgrade those. This is a main track only. The extra distance, not so sure, but he is a dirt horse by Gunrunner. He figures to be at least in the mix. Absolutely. You noted exactly what I was about to say for my one concern. The distance was the one thing that really worried me because, I mean, obviously you look at the horse's history, clearly a horse that likes to go a mile on the dirt. Uh, You know, it's not like this is only a mile and a 16th where it's not that big of a difference. We're going, as you mentioned, I believe a mile and three eighths. Uh, So certainly um, an adjustment for this horse for sure. Uh, But yeah, again, meant for the dirt, obviously a main track only entrance. So you have to respect that. And the horse certainly should be dangerous in this field. Uh, again, I don't know also what kind of price you're going to get. I mean, five to two is a little steep for me based off of the horse's quality. Uh, again, I don't know what the odds will end up playing out based off of the scratches when we get closer to post time, but certainly an interesting horse in this field. Well, Nathan Kaczynski, right? And Nathan, thank you very much. Nathan is starting to – Nathan, if you could tell everyone in the chat where you're finding these scratches. Some people are struggling to find where the scratches are. Usually you look on Naira, they come in right away. Um, Andy Sterling will be tweeting them out right away. But Nathan, keep sending in those scratches, buddy. Really appreciate that. Everyone appreciates that, Nathan. So uh, the the 11 is out, Charlie. So you want to give a third pick real quick? Did you go down to number four? Because <laughs> the 11 is uh, out. <laughs> I I can look real quickly. I don't believe no, I No, that's did all right. I put you on the spot. 
don't worry about it. Eight eight thirteen. The eight could be a single to start this pick five, right? I mean, oh, it, I mean, again, look at this field. I, I just I think the eight is I think the eight's ultra talented. I mean, for the thirteen, as much as I do like the horse, and you know, or uh, you know, or I mean, sorry, the eleven. As much as I thought the eleven would have had a chance. You still do have to factor in that, obviously, despite running a great debut race on the on the dirt, they switched the horse to turf consistently after. So maybe that isn't the service they view on it. So in terms of the stronger picks, I'm confident. And I really had the 13 in there because it was an MTO entry with one of the only horses in dirt experience. So the only one that yeah. truly based off of skill and not just situation is O-Captain. So I really do think this is a race where it's quickly, again, with the scratches, becoming O-Captain's race to lose. Yeah. I don't uh, – don't uh... – give up on whoops i just uh, the one is a bit interesting to me also the flat one mosey again 420 wet tomlinson uncle mo uh fastness a little uh turf on the dam side but definitely plenty of dirt on the male side so so we'll see um some people are saying those are scratches from yesterday so i don't now i'm a little bit confused yeah i only have tvg up on my phone that's all i have all right i don't know the conditions if... updated but no scratches are updated yet okay um and I'm looking, I mean, it wouldn't make sense to me that only the 11 and 12. So, again, everyone out there, we you can, everyone yell at Nathan. Nathan, you screwed up. Maybe. I don't know. We're, now we're a little confused. But it, actually, that would seem likely that those are uh, <laughs> that those are actually from yesterday. So, sorry, everyone. It looks like we'll, we'll get the scratches out there. Um so we don't we don't have the scratches yet. I think Nathan was was mistaken there. But anyway, uh, Horsey Dave out of the hospital. Dave, I'm glad you're feeling better. But they just fired Charlie right from the hospital right to the PPs. Right, that's the best way to do it. That's what you got to do. There's no better cure for recovery on a quick, fast path than going back to the horses. That's just what I've been told. Now I'm not a doctor, folks. That's just what I've heard. <laughs> Jim Pilar's called Naira. How about that, Charlie? Uh, scratches will be out just after 11. Okay, so those were not the scratches, ladies and gentlemen. Again, apologize. Thank you, Jim. I, I was, I was, uh, Nathan seems so confident. Good try, Nathan. We appreciate it. But you had, looks like you had yesterday. So let's just move on, Charlie, with the uh, next race here. And again, we'll see what happens. We'll have scratches, I'm sure, by the end of the uh, show here. And we'll have a better idea. Uh, race seven is on the dirt. Let me change the banners here. There's our picks for race seven, and here comes the Equibase. This is a real nice main special weight, Charlie. Seven furlongs. It is not for two-year-olds. These are three-year-olds and up on the dirt. You see it's a real big field of 11 here. And the morning line favorite is, let's see, the number five, Abaddon or Abaddon or Abaddon. Choose whichever one you want. I think it's Abaddon. For Pletcher and Irad and Ontario bred, Charlie, I thought this was a pretty tricky race. You're going at the number six, Treaty Obligation for Chad. He's actually got, what, two in this race here, right? Yeah, he's also, Chad also has the nine, Colville. You're going the one with Pratt, Treaty Obligation. What do you like about the six in race seven, Charlie? Yeah, so this for me was my spread race. This is definitely the most wide open race in the field. You have some interesting horses with experience, a couple, at least in my opinion, of interesting first time starters. Uh, but yeah, with Treaty Obligation, you know, ran against Colville, the other Chad Brown entry that you had mentioned. Uh, and, you know, I think the knock that most people would have on Treaty Obligation, which I get, is, you know, the lack of improvement in the figures and the fact that the horse is still a maiden after four starts. 
Uh, but for me, what excited me about Treaty Obligation is the fact that I think this is they found the right distance for the horse. I like the horse's versatility of, you know, being a little closer or farther back. And I highly encourage those at home to watch the replay, because if you do, you can watch the Treaty Obligation did not break well and had to use a lot of energy to quickly catch up to this field. And then after that, you know, had got stuck on the rail once that happened, then had to angle out and then eventually got going and really close up quickly. And Amaya's was the deserved winner of that race. Um, and while I do have a lot of respect for Colville, I have the horse uh, in second, you know, it was the debut. So to run that well debut, you got to respect that. And obviously at Chad Brown second, I was interested. I really do think this is a great spot for treaty obligation. And I don't know if you'll get nine to, but I love the price on the horse. I, I love the jockey upgrade with Flavian Pratt, who's been running tremendously lately. And yeah, I just think treaty obligations, versatility, uh, and, you know, approach for this distance, I think could make this horse very tough. Here's my feeling on Treaty Obligation and all the horses coming out of the June 22nd race. And we're not going to show the replay, but I do want to say, show everyone, it's only a five-horse field. Colville, Tree Obligation, and Big Night Out all came out of that race, and they're all coming back today, Charlie. I wasn't that impressed with that race. Now I hear you. I've got Treaty Obligation third, so obviously I think he can win. I just don't like that horse, uh, that race in general. It just didn't impress me. It was only five horse field. I hear you. They're all going to be bet. They all can win. I'm just going another direction. I think Abaddon is the main speed in the race here. If he gets loose, I think he's very viable here. He's got to get the seven furlongs, but he ran an 85 first time going six and a half. Uh, I think this is the speed of the speed, and I like him. But I do have to mention, Charlie, Motivo, the number three, is one of my price plays of the entire sequence. And I know he looks slow, but I just want to point out two things. Tampa, as you know, Charlie, is not a track that you can close very well on. Motivo was the six here. This is just a big MFR. This is just a horse. He breaks a little slow. You see he's all the way in the back of the pack here. This is a very big horse. It looks like he needs a little time, a little experience. You see how far back he is, Charlie. And as you well know, Tampa is a pretty speed-favoring track, at least in my opinion. Look how wide he is, Charlie. This is his debut. He's way out in the parking lot here. And you're like, there's no way this horse is going to finish anywhere, even in the money. But I'll fast forward a little more. He does close well on the outside. You can see the chiclet. There he is in the screen. You see how much bigger he is? He's, like, very tall. He's lugging in a little bit. He's not even really being asked, Charlie. And he's sort of doing it on his own. I think this is deceivingly good. And then the gallop out also, if I recall, let me see if they show the gallop out real quick. I'm not, uh, let's see. Yeah, look at the gallop out, Charlie. He's already almost in front. So I think that was deceivingly good. Now, when people say, Howard, what about the last race? Let me show this real quick, Charlie, because I think it's important for our viewers. He was favored or almost favored in this race. And he had a brutal trip. He's the two in this race. Now watch the beginning. We're not going to show the whole thing, but... Again, he's a big horse. Oh, I skipped over it. Sorry. Watch what happens here. He breaks a little slow. He's got to learn to break. We see he got bumped there, and now he's eating a lot of dirt. Now he recovers, Charlie, and he's pulling, right? He wants to go. I think we can all see that. Watch what happens here to the Motivo right about here. He tries to get through the inside, and he's going to steady. Right there, he sort of checks a little bit. Steady. Actually, he's not right here. It's coming up. Sorry. Uh, he's still trying to move inside right there, Charlie. You see this where the jock stood up. He checks back. He loses his momentum. Now, this is what I really want to show, and this is important. He's right here, Charlie. Watch the jock. He's totally giving up. Would you agree with that, Charlie? Just giving up? 
pretty much. Yeah, he's kind of just riding the horse out. Complete, him, you know, he's right back again. there. He's totally given up. He's right back here. He is completely given up on the horse. And I'm not blaming the jockey for that. My simple point here, Charlie, is that when you see this buyer of 29 and lost by 25, that's very deceptive. He could have lost by 10 and got like a 45 buyer. I'm not saying he would have won that race. All I'm saying is that last number is deceiving. And if you look at the workout report, Charlie, which you and I are privy to, he's been working very well and now gets Joel Rosario and a trainer change. There's a lot going on. I think Motivo is absolutely fascinating. Any thoughts as I went into detail, or am I just trying to make something out of nothing? <laughs> no, I think you kind of nailed all the different, uh, I guess, aspects and looks you can have. And it's something you've kind of mentioned before uh, is a big thing when you consider these horses is the value of being able to watch replays. Because, again, what you just see from the numbers perspective can be very deceiving in both ways. It can make a horse look a lot worse. Or, you know, it could be a horse that maybe got a dream trip and had everything given to the horse, and it's not as good as it may seem. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you completely. Let's go on to the next race, Charlie. So I'll go ahead and switch over. Race eight uh, is a mile and an eighth. Uh, is this this is dirt. Yeah, a mile and an eighth on dirt. Optional 62.5. It's a nice field of nine. The more line favorite is the number seven, Artorias. This is a horse I've talked about on this show quite a bit for Chad and I read. You're going to go with the two. You're going to go with speed bias, three to one. A real nice horse that I've used before. What do you like about speed bias, Charlie? Yeah, I just love the consistency. I don't think the distance will be a problem. You know, normally I'm not really a speed horse kind of person, especially in the longer races. Uh, but if you look, I mean, other than in the Foster, which I mean is a G1, that's a tough, much tougher field than this one. Uh, this horse has shown a great ability uh, he has to, you know, be able to stay right up at the front, run his own race, and not really show any sort of bad fading. That's normally what turns me away from horses. Also love Luis Saez on the horse again. You know, he's obviously one of the more aggressive riders out there. So I have no fear or worry about this horse being able to get on the lead and uh, get a nice trip. And also, I mean, the workouts have just been tremendous on this horse. 47 and 1, 59 and 3, 47 and 4, 47 and 3, 47 and 1. I mean, this yeah. horse is ramped up, looks ready to go. For me, speed bias looks all the goods. And I'm curious when you get to touch on the seven, because for me, I just didn't see it. I think the seven's an interesting horse for sure. I think the seven will certainly take money. I think I have the seven as like a B horse, but I want to hear what you think because you see, I don't even have the seven in my top three. Uh, I'll talk about the seven in a second. Is speed bias need the lead type? Because isn't Curbstone going from the rail, Charlie? And I thought there, I like speed bias as a horse, but I thought there was other speed. The one might give him problems. I think Bright Future is going to go this time. They tried to sit last time. I have no idea why. Uh, Montauk Point looks like has some speed. Major Blue, doesn't he have to go from the outside? So although I like speed bias, and I've got him third, obviously, Charlie, so it's not as if you and I really disagree. He just seems to be like a need-the-lead type, and I'm not so sure he's going to get that today. Yeah, for me, I think either he needs to be on the lead or just off it. Like maybe like literally like at less than a less than half a length off, but I don't think that'll be a problem. I think speed bias, the name speaks perfectly. I think this is the speed of the speed from a quality perspective. I think a lot of the outside speed are horses that simply simply are lower quality horses. I think the one would be the biggest threat, but I also just don't think the one quite is the speed. I think now, I mean, you see, I have them together, and the reason I have them in my top two is I do feel like this is a race where whichever one of them is able to get the trip that they like should win this race. That's just how I see the race. And I think the two is a better chance at it. I think the one is still a very dangerous horse and another one that you have to pay attention to it at a nicer price. But yeah, for me, I think speed bias is the one. I think this is speed bias is race to lose because I think this horse should be able to get to the lead. 
Well, and again, Sia's, I think Luis is aggressive enough. Yeah, no, he he's going to gun, Charlie. There's no doubt about it. Um, let me talk about my top choice, Arturias. Now, this is a very talented horse, Charlie. I've been a fan of his last year. I bet him last time, and it was weird. I'm not going to show the replay. He's really more of a closer, and you see the blue-coated figures there. There was a lot of speed in that race. It just didn't develop. And so Drew, like, sent him out there. And although it was a slow pace, it was a very bunched-up field. Um, there were horses doing its inside, to his outside. It was very claustrophobic. And he just didn't look comfortable the whole time. He didn't quite fire uh, like I thought he will. If if you look at last year, Charlie, he comes late with a big run. He's not really a dead closer. I think he's very talented. The fact that there's other speed actually I think is good for this horse, Charlie, because he's going to let the speed go and he'll be more comfortable mid-pack and come around. I like this horse a lot today. I don't think last time the trip worked out. That also was first off a layoff, Charlie, too. So I like Arturias. I also I like Bright Future. We both have this horse. Uh, in the mix that last I don't know what was going on last time I was shocked I actually liked him last time in the Brooklyn Charlie and he faced some good horses but he just never used his speed I don't know what the plan was but whatever the plan was it didn't work I think he's really talented and the fact that Pletcher brings it back into a pretty tough spot here uh, this horse can absolutely win in my opinion yeah I think bright future is very dangerous. The only concern for me is I feel like the horse is a little bit of a money burner. I mean, you look at the odds and only one time yeah, in a sure. heavy favorite race is the horse won. and for me, you know again, it's something where the more I've been handicapping and learning from you guys on the show, I've learned is something you have to acknowledge and pay attention to. Certainly think bright future is one that'll be in the money. I think what's interesting about bright future is again, I think you kind of just have to toss that race you're right. I don't know what happened, but I do think bright future could set a very interesting stalking trip, sort of similar to the seven where you know it could be one where it's just which one of them two, when they go, gets the first chance to go and gets the cleaner trip. And it'll kind of come down to, can one of them two close correctly? Or can one of like the one or two horses get away and, you know, get loose and not be able to be caught? I think that's really the two ways this race could go. I would be shocked. I'll put a wager on anyone out there of any reasonable amount. (laughs) That Bright Future will be ahead of Artorias on the first turn. I would be shocked if Bright Future is not out there a little bit because just, the source doesn't want to rate. I don't know why they were trying to rate him last time. Let's go to Lake George. Now, this is very tricky, Charlie, as you mentioned. And if you're not subscribed to our Saratoga Power Picks, uh, the deadline passed last night, midnight. But if you're interested in the Power Picks for next week, Monday through Thursday next week, you can purchase the week, uh, the weekend number three Power Picks. And you talked about this on our Power Picks, Charlie. This is tricky because there are no main track onlys. There's really no also eligibles. This race almost has to stay on the turf unless they get complete deluge. So we're going to assume it's on the turf now. We're going to assume it's on the turf. We're both going with three, four, and five. You're going with the four horse. And let me switch to that screen. Sorry about that. Let me get this up here. There we go. You're going with the four. Uh, let me. Here's the field here. Interesting field. Pretty wide open field of girls going a mile on the turf. This is for restricted for the three-year-old girls. You're going with Liguria. Chad's got one, two, three, five. He's got five of the ten. So chances Chad wins this race, Charlie, are? You just took stats last year, right? Yeah, 50%. <laughs> he's, he's in good shape. Well, they're fifty percent, you know, on paper, but not by the odds. I mean, what, no. what, what percent do you give Chad Brown to win this race, Charlie? Realistically, 
I mean, I would certainly say I'm not a statistician. I've only taken courses on it. But considering both of our top threes are all Chad Brown horses, you know, from a basic success perspective, 100% of the horses we believe will finish top three are Chad Brown. So I would certainly say he's in with a decent chance in this race. I'd be very surprised. Of course, they thought that in the Italian race. And, well, actually, Chad did win that race with uh, well, that was even uh, more White Bean, I mean, but it wasn't with an Italian. What do you like about Liguria, Ch uh, Chad? Charlie. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I would say yeah for Ligoria. I just I really liked the effort last time out. Um, I, I also I like that Flavian's picking up the horses. They have a lot of experience together. I know I ran rode the horse last time out. Um, but yeah, really, I know this horse has gone up against tax implications with, and Revolta, which I think makes it difficult. I think these three horses, as the odds kind of reflect, are very similar to each other in skill. I think it's really hard to pick. I think you could honestly argue three, four, five in any order, but I just liked what I saw last time out. It, it was a little bit of a different effort from the horse, you know, a lot more of a true closing trip rather than being like right off the pace. And I mean, that late kick just really caught my eye. You know, I was back and forth when you just look from a stat standpoint and do I go with this horse or do I go with tax implications based off of that race? And then once I got to see that kick, it was very clear for me. I mean, they're on the outside. If you want to horses. talk about yeah. it, they're on the outside. Tax implications, the two, Liguria, the three came over the top, Charlie. Right. And for me, I mean, tax implications, I thought ran a great race, but I also, also thought tax implications kind of got a great trip, you know, went wide, but not crazy wide and was able to get that first jump at winning. And, you know, usually we cover these great horses in those kind of races. Whoever gets that first jump tends to win. Uh, and so despite not getting the first jump and having to swing very wide, Liguria still was able to close up and win. Uh, so that was very like eye popping to me to watch. Uh, so, yeah, I think the four certainly is a candidate to win and should win, but I think the three and five is, I'm sure you'll want to touch on as well, are very good horses as well. Yeah, I'll touch quickly. Now, that was tax implications first race off the layoff, Charlie, fair to say. So you Agreed. think the three will improve. I'm going with Revelita. This is not a mile and eighth horse. I thought she ran actually real well in the wonder again. I think she's better at shorter distance and like with, she's got real nice quicken, but she doesn't have a, she's not a grinder. She's more, of a, a short burst kind of horse. A lot of these Europeans are that way, Charlie. And the other thing that I think is fair to say is if it stays on the turf, uh, take a look at Revelita's last race in Europe, uh, Charlie, in France. You see that SF, it was on soft turf. So I think the Europeans automatically have a little bit of an advantage here um, because they've raced on soft turf. I mean, if if it's on turf, it's not going to be firm. There's no doubt it's not going to be firm. So I'm going to give a slight edge to Revelita. I don't have any real strong opinions. Someone mentioned the um, uh, the Walsh horse in the chat. Where is that horse? Um, okay, maybe I misread it. No, oh, the 10. Someone mentioned the 10 in the chat who uh, has to uh, get the distance. But to me, it's one of the Chads or, I mean, I don't know. It just seems likely it's one of the chads here charlie yeah well i think their angle with the 10 was strictly for um if the race were to um go onto the dirt because they were mentioning okay. the dirt pedigree i think that's what it was okay um but right, yeah thanks, i agree man. if this is on turf then yeah this is definitely just going to be one of at least my three four or five and for people who are wondering howard why'd you put you know push the show back another half an hour the scratches aren't out I've been watching carefully, Charlie. Scratches do come out usually about 10.30 Eastern. I think the situation today, though, is because of the switch off the turf. They're giving the trainers a little longer to decide if they want to stay on or not. So I think that's why there's a delay in the scratches. Usually they have the scratches out uh, by now. So just sort of bad luck with Mother Nature with us. But uh, anyway, just want to mention that. Uh, before we get into the last race, Charlie, we got a lot of people commenting. Really appreciate that. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Averoth was saying exactly what you were saying about the dirt pedigree on the 10. 
Um, let's see. The five has run a sub 135. I don't get caught up in the times, Charlie, because every track is different and every service is different. Um, someone mentioned the Queen Picasso. Where is that? Queen Picasso, Aeroth is running tomorrow at Woodbine. So the one apparently is not in this race today, Charlie, according to uh, Aeroth. And Andy has been posting scratches. So it looks like the scratches are going to be in. So maybe we can, after we talk about the last race, Charlie, real quick, maybe we'll see if we can uh, get back to those scratches. Let's go ahead and talk about the last race right here. Last race, I know you have a pretty strong opinion here, Charlie, based on what I saw in your power picks is a main special it is now on the dirt it's a flat mile charlie and everyone else this is a flat mile coming out of the chute and we'll get scratches here in a minute um but there are a bunch of also eligibles a lot of them though are more turf match so i don't think the 13 through 16 those horses are probably not going to be in the race and if they are I'm not sure I like them very much. Let me go ahead with the banners here for the last banner. There we go. Charlie, you're going to go with the flat one. Bourbon Chase, 7-2, Pletcher and Irad. I don't know if we're getting 7-2 anymore now that it's on dirt. Yeah, I think this horse should be the heavy favorite. And you're right. I, I Again, I highly encourage everyone to get the power picks. And if you do, you'll get to read into my beliefs on this horse, assuming it's on the uh, dirt, which it now is. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this horse runs on the dirt, has run very well, just hasn't quite been able to get the job done. And I really do feel like with Irad and Pletcher, the connections, you know, again, with this being dirt and going against most horses who are either turf horses or those who do have dirt experience really haven't shown much, if any, ability. So this is really Bourbon Chase's race to lose. Kind of similar to how we talked on, I'd say more pressure on Bourbon Chase, but similar to how we touched on with O'Captain earlier with it being moved to the dirt, how that kind of seems like a race setup for O'Captain to win. I think on an even more pressure and high level, that is the case for Bourbon Chase. This isn't quite as quality of a field. There aren't as many horses, as you mentioned, with the eligibles and no MTOs that, you know, have that dirt experience or are looking for this to be on the dirt. Uh, so I do think Bourbon Chase is very tough. Horse does have talent. Unfortunately, is another one that tends to be bet down a lot and doesn't quite get the job done, but still isn't the money. It's not like the horse isn't competitive. The figures still are, for this field, uh, impressive and difficult to overcome. Uh, and then, yeah, with the 13, real quick, because um, I know that was the other horse I liked if this was on yeah. the dirt. Now, I know the horse isn't meant for the dirt. My main angle was honestly just that with the horse's, you know, lack of experience and run, I don't necessarily think that the horse couldn't run on dirt. You know, it's not like this is a horse with a ton of turf experience. And for me, the thing I really liked was just how impressive this horse was off such a major layoff. Uh, you know, it's not like everybody expected it. You see the horse was 15 to one and came within less than a length of winning. So I do think slap in the face, if the horse stays on, which I don't necessarily think is out of the cards again, simply because it's not like this horse has run a ton of turf, uh, I think could be an interesting one. I don't know how the surface would run for the horse, but certainly from the major improvement from uh, the return off the big layoff. Yeah, we'll see. If it, if it was on turf, I'd like him a lot. Um, he's by Oscar performance, but you know, sometimes turf horses can take to wet dirt, not necessarily dry dirt. Here's another pick that I like quite a bit, Charlie, um, as a price play along with that three horse in the main race. Pre to West. Now, this is going to need a little explanation, right, Charlie? Because he got a whopping 41 buyer and lost by 15 lengths in his only start at Aqueduct, right? But, Charlie, these are the kind of races, and I've been, you know, talking to you, all the bet and boozing guys to really try to look out, you know, out of the box and try to be creative. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. But, First of all, Mott is very good second time out. He's got his guy Alvarado back on. So it's not like Junior just gives up on the horse, right, Charlie? They think there's something here. The workout report is very good. He got two 
I think it was two Bias and Boy workouts. I'll look at the report again. And that workout report, Charlie, did not include his last workout. How about a 47 and three on the training track? So this horse is working very well. I'm expecting major improvement. He wants to go long. He's by Classic Empire. He's got a little turf on the dam side, which is unusual, but there's something about this horse I think is fascinating. And because it's off the turf, I think there's only one really major player in here, at least that I see as of now. And it's it's your one. There's no question about it. Um, I just don't like over seven, Charlie. And I know this horse can win and probably will win, blah, blah, blah. But as we finish, wrap up the show here, how much stock do you take in horses that are coming close but not winning? I mean, at what point do you say, F it, I'm going to go another direction? For you yeah, no, absolutely. Like, like, like I said, for me, I, I assumed, I'd hope at least with the seven to two that they were expecting to end up on dirt. But if not, I was shocked that this horse was that low. I mean, with my original turf picks, I didn't have the horse anywhere because of what you mentioned. While the figures are good, a this is more of a dirt horse, obviously, and b as you mentioned, the big concern is the horse just doesn't get the job done. But again, for me, I just feel like you can only have so many things go a horse's way. Uh, before, uh, like when you're trying to write it off before, you just have to give in. And that's how it was for me. I mean, the figures fit this horse. Again, the surface just screams that this horse has to get the job done. And I just, again, I feel like with the connections of Fletcher and I read, this almost feels like, I don't want to go as far as to say a desperation, but kind of just like a, you have to win now because if it's not going to be now, when is this horse ever going to win? That's what I just think. I feel like unless you keep taking the horse, this has to be the spot. And, you know, this is one of those horses you have to pay attention to, though, where I do feel like, if it isn't now, this might just be one that's just going to keep getting dropped and dropped and keep getting bet down and bet down and won't get it done. But I do feel like this has to be the horse's chance now that it's on dirt. Yeah, this could be a now or never situation for a bourbon chase. If he doesn't win, it looks like Charlie's putting the signing the divorce papers on bourbon Oh, yeah, no, chase. we'll put it for sale, son. For, for sale, oh, probably drop him down maybe to main, main claimer, right? Um, I think the seven is fascinating. I would probably, if I were playing a small caveman ticket, Charlie, I would just mainly go one seven and probably wouldn't use anyone else. Again, we don't have scratches as of this. Let me just one last check before we end the show here for scratches uh, from, I'm looking at Serling. I don't see it right now. Okay. So it's just one of those days where because they switch services, it's going to be a little bit later, but everyone needs to, you need to check for scratches and changes, Charlie. Any final thoughts on Saratoga? Uh, did you look at any earlier races? You want to throw a horse out in the early races? Or do you have a, a best play in the late pick five that you want to share? Uh, is it Bourbon Chase? Is it someone else, perhaps? I mean, yeah, I certainly, again, I would watch the odds, but I love Bourbon. I mean, I love... Oh, Captain. Uh, or, yeah, Oh, Captain. That's what I was in touch on. Yeah, I love Oh, Captain. Uh, certainly, again, I don't think you'll get anywhere near those odds, but I think Oh, Captain should be very tough. Again, I still am a firm believer in treaty obligation. I love the odds. Um, and then, yeah, for the earlier races, I mean, not to be creative at all, but I think Blazing Sevens is one that I would highly encourage playing maybe as a double, like play Blazing Sevens and then make some strong choices into the next race, or maybe do an early pick three and include Blazing Sevens. Um, and then I will say there's a bunch of Wesley Ward horses throughout this card, folks. So obviously I have them somewhere, but I want to say I'm proud that if race one was going to be on the turf, I liked Wesley on top. But if it's not, I don't actually have the Wesley Ward uh, MTO as my top pick. So I do want to say, folks, there are races where Wesley's in where I don't always have them on top. Want to get that? Well, out if, if, if race one was on the turf, a horse named Shards would be running, and that's a horse that I have small ownership with Pete, uh, Paul, and Kyle. So we we're a little disappointed. They didn't. We decided not to ship uh, Shards because we knew it would be off the turf. So, uh, but Shards is a name to look out for in the future. Charlie Freeman, oh, sure. awesome job, young man. We really appreciate it. Charlie's on the Bet and Boozin show on Wednesday nights, uh, usually 9 p.m. 
Eastern, check that out. He gave out a great uh, 10 to one shot. Was it two weeks ago now? What was the name of that horse, yeah, Charlie? Me, me, me and Mr. C. Yeah, I had that as the uh, <laughs> little banner thing below for a while. But then because if you guys choose to watch our Delmar show, if you want to rewatch that, I had to update it for a different horse that I like uh, running one of the later races. Uh, but yeah. No, me and Mr. C, I actually, and I, I put my money where my mouth was. I, I love the horse. I bet it. it was a nice, nice solid win for me for that day, for sure. You sure did. Great job. And Charlie's a fun follow, especially if you like the NBA. Charlie has, let's just say, relatively strong opinions on the NBA. So follow Charlie also, not only for horse racing, but for sports. Again, for I Charlie Freeman. Um, oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. So, yeah, and I will be tweeting, Um, like, you know, now that we are covering this, I will be tweeting uh, – just for everybody to see that follows me, my pick five for this race out there and my selections. Um, but I am going to wait everyone until the uh, scratches are announced before I actually officially send everything up. But I am going to be trying to emulate what Kyle does. Check out my uh, the, the main host for my show because he does a tremendous job with uh, his whole fancy setup. I'm not that techno technology advanced, but I'll have something up, folks, if you do. Check oh, it terrific. Out. Yeah, we don't we don't show our tickets here on Saratoga today just for time constraints, but check out Twitter no for everyone's picks. For my wonderful co-host and author of today's Saratoga Power Picks, for those of you who subscribe, Charlie Freeman, this has been your host, Howard Kravitz. Saratoga today, crush your bets at Saratoga. Good luck, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.